Josh, is it is it recording? Well, you could have you could have said it was recording. Hiya, it's Sally here. <laughs> just a quick one, just a quick one. You can now rate Say Your Mind podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. So if you can, do make sure that you do both. I know that some of you are just a little bit lazy. I can't say that. But why? Why? Why is it rate? Uh, anyway, <laughs> now for the urban intro music. <laughs> It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are gonna sip it Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Well, well, well You'll never guess what I'm doing So I am recording this podcast episode while live on Instagram. I feel like it should be an interactive thing. I mean, obviously, still following all the same structure and everything. But um, yeah, now people can like take part if they want to and like share their bits. I just feel like, why not try something? Why not try something different? Right? So anyway, yep, you are listening to S-Y-M, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What? That's right, Suck Your Mum. It is me, Kelechi, in the place to be because I'm also on um, Insta at the same time. So Insta Live people who are joining, as you can see, the title of this episode, or of this episode, the title of this live is recording Monday's episode because I'm literally recording um, the episode for... The, that comes out tomorrow Well, recording it today With you in real time um, So like, yeah, let's, you know, get into it Let's get into it um, Where do I even start? My week has been alright My week, I've I've been, done a lot of, like a lot of running Actually, some reason I just felt like I needed to be Out and about running, doing my thing. For those who don't understand what's going on or don't listen to the podcast, this live is probably not for you. So you can bounce because I really get tired of the, I don't listen to podcasts. I wouldn't know where to find them. The same place that you find the music that you're listening to, stop asking ridiculous or stop making ridiculous statements. Um, But thank you regarding Half Past Mummy. Thank you for your comment about the fi- uh, the picture that that's one of the pictures that I took with uh, the tog father AJ Hamilton. I love it so much. The reimagination of hope, my favorite painting, and that's what I've got on my arm. Actually, well, you can't you can't really see it here. You can't really see it. it's upside down. But it's what I've got on the inside of my arm. I love that painting so much. Um, I really pray, but I'm very sure that the likelihood is that the painter was probably a racist. It was probably a racist, but you know, sometimes they give us good things. Every once in a while, they give us good things. So yeah, I really love that painting. Just the the sentiment or what I get from it anyway, hope. I really, really love it. So um, yeah, it means... It means a lot to me and to be able to embody hope, which is what I feel like I do with this podcast, with my presence on social media and things like that, regardless of the pussy clots that want to see it as, oh, you know, she's just so angry. She's swearing all the time. I feel like 
No, the most intimidating thing that I bring to the fore is hope. Is 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 a way of it's a it's a manner of critiquing what is, knowing that there can be better, and people don't like that. Like they don't, and you know it is what it is. I will keep doing what I'm doing though. So you know, as always, there's a lot to get through. Usually at this point, I would do um uh I pick from the listeners who have sent in uh, tarot readings, but I. I'm happy for if somebody wants to join me Now think carefully Before you nominate yourself Think carefully about this You can request to join me on this live To ask your tarot question I'm only taking one Literally just one Because there's only ever one uh, Like question that I do usually On the podcast So I'm only taking one uh, question But you can join me on the live But think about it Because you and this question Will be with me to for the entirety of as long as this podcast remains on the world wide web so now do not come and ask me about the inside of your crutches if you're now going to turn around 10 months later and be like Kelechi I was just wondering if you can edit I'm not editing I am not editing a blood clotting I will not be editing a thing so if you want to be the one to request for your question, or if you're shy, I guess I could pick one at random. Um, <laughs> your, your business will literally be out there. So just please be guided. Please be guided. Do not come and say something that you're now like, can you remove it? No. Oh, okay. Let's see. First person that requested. Let's see. Okay. Accept. Let me see if I can turn up because I've got to, there's so many technical things I've got to do. Oh my God. I've got to turn up the volume on this as well. Once I've done that, I've got to turn up. Okay. Joined. It says you joined. Okay. Hold on. Let me turn up the volume one second for me. Hello. Hello. Oh, hey. I can hear you. This is so fancy. I cannot believe it. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Hi, Kalechi. Hello. So you are are in real time You're on the podcast So when people listen All those people listen on Monday um, Whenever they listen It's you that they're hearing Yeah Welcome to the ting My heart is racing (laughs) 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 Um, Hi Hi. Love you I love you so much (laughs) Thank you I listen to your podcast When I'm washing my hair Because it makes me feel empowered and wonderful and amazing <sighs> okay i need to calm down i would tj max is walking around okay calm down <laughs> oh no i love that i love the energy it's what keeps me going because sometimes i'm just like recording ah! but no i'm no I'm I'm keep glad. going please we need you we need you <laughs> um so hit me with it what, okay. what are we what are we looking at Okay, so I meant to write this thing to you because my birthday is coming up and I feel like I'm in, I feel like this is a transitional birthday, like uh, I'm moving on to something, but I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know what to expect from this coming year around the sun. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just came out of like a really wild year, actually, where I moved to a completely different state from a family like thousands of miles away. And it was just a really traumatic and jarring experience. I ended up living with crazy people and it was just a mess. Mm. So going into this new birth year, I guess what I would want to know from the tarot is like what to expect. I don't know, just out of my life in general and just professionally, 
Um, and maybe a little love life in there too. Let's see what's happening. Um, I can tell you my birth chart. I know my son, my son is Leo, um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) in August and then my rising and moon are cancer. Okay, nice. All right. So you've got, um, uh, fire, sun sign, and then the other two water signs. Interesting. Okay, and I think cancer's was it cardinal water sign? Okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Let's get into it. Nice. And so just looking at the cards that I see here. Oh, you've got lots of I feel like the message is strong here. I love this. Oh my god. I love this. (laughs) So um how old are you turning? 26 26 okay so that's why you feel transition is coming because you're getting close to your um your Saturn return so it's and that's I mean it's not for it's not um for a while but you know it you start to feel it as it gets closer so you know the ages of like 28 to you know like 33 will just feel very you know transitional or you know like you know very transformative rather so the first card you've got you've got the hanged man i'm using the um what is it called the afro goddess tarot arcanas using that deck right so you've got the hanged man that was the first card that came out so at a moment it might feel like you're in a bit of a a holding pattern where you feel like life is about to change but you it doesn't feel like you feel like life is about to change. You notice that there are changes around you. However, you at the same time, you still feel stagnant. You still feel like, okay, so what is going on? Like, uh, if we're going to change, let's change in it. Like, what is what is all of this? But the next card that you've got is the God of Wands that's there as well. Um, what Was there an X? Is there an X? Um, <laughs> the X still exists, yeah. Yeah. And is there some kind of way that you're trying to reconcile, but it's not kind of happening? <laughs> yes, that's so true. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, yeah, well, I told you not, not to bait yourselves up. <laughs> you came online. <laughs> um, but you did a good thing by going away, by walking away. We've got the eight of cups here. You did a good thing by going away. This is you in search for more. This is you in search of what truly makes you complete, you know, like as opposed to um, you, even when things feel good, you know, sometimes one of the hardest things we face in life is like, there's nothing particularly wrong on the surface, but we just know that there's more to life than this. And so you took the big leap of like, if I can move away from my family, if I can move away from all these things, there isn't a motherfucking thing that I can't move away from if I do not feel like it's serving me. And so this is what we're seeing here. Like you have to keep that strength within you because there's still more change. There's still more travel. There's still more, um, there's still more adventure in the next like three years. There's still so much more transformative um, journey to go on. Um, there's still more transformative journey to go on, um, or journeys to go on. But what you're being shown here is that you have to kind of have the strength to see it through. Right. And the reason it's not, um, the reason like it's not, you're not connecting because this is the lover's card is because you're trying to find your destiny in a human where your destiny is not, it's not, it's not in a human. It's, 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 it's in a, it's in a thing. It's in a purpose, but it's not in a person. So your destiny is in a 
purpose, not in a person, right? I've, and I think that actually that's the same for most of us. We try to find our destinies. We try to be comfortable and find our things in other people that feel safer. But I think it was Warson Shire that wrote in her poem, I used to call her Warson Shire, wrote in one of her poems and she said that some um, you can't make homes out of people. Somebody should have already taught you that, you know? And it's... <laughs> Are you okay? Not you leaning against the wall. <laughs> Wait, this is so real. <laughs> I'm sorry, keep going. It's, it's too real. It's too real. Okay. So, so, you know, the fact that you have the hanged one here, it shows that you're this is a time for you to uh, gain new perspective on things. Nobody said that. Nobody said it was easy. You know the words I know. <laughs> oh, it's, it's such a shame for us to part. That's it. Like, yeah. Like, Things aren't easy and there is always the the yearning to kind of go back to what's familiar, but what's familiar isn't what's always fulfilling, you know, like you've been there and this transition that you're in is scary, but it's so necessary. And instead what you're being told to seek out is community. It feels like you're a little bit lonely. No, this is too much. Oh my God. My yeah. sister just joined this. She knows about that. We just talked about this last night. This oh. is great. So, <laughs> it's getting real. Oh, they're probably okay, okay, you okay. on the security camera. Is like, what is going on? I'm scared. This time. Um. But yeah, so this is here because what you're needing, the thing that's going to fulfill you, obviously, you know. It's, you want to have fun, you want to have good times, you want to have sexy times, all of them things, fine. Them things are there. You don't struggle to get that, actually. that's We don't get any of that vibe that you struggle to get any of that. What you're being told to look for that will reinforce you is like a, like a network or a sister. You see how they're helping each other. And people who will give to you without taking so much away from you because they're giving to the woman in a purple dress. They, they're, you know, there are these people wanting to help her, wanting to fill her with greatness. Um, um, that is what you're being called to do because once that happens, I notice at the bottom of the deck after that, we've got the wheel of fortune. That is when you will see that you start feeling more forward movement that even though there, um, even though there's still some like things to come, you know, there is, there's going to be some turbulence. That's not an issue. That is not an issue. Like the turbulence is not an issue because you've got a bad boy pilot in spirit. Like you're all right. You know, you'll be okay. The turbulence, you can work with that, but you also need to have someone asked what decade um, is this? It's the Afro goddess, um, uh, Afro goddess tarot arcanas. That's the deck. Um, so you, yeah, you don't have anything to worry about in that regard, but here we're being told like, it's not, you don't need to go back to this person because actually there is a likelihood that they're distracting you from your purpose. Your destiny is in your purpose, not in this person. So it doesn't matter if they can laying it down, you know, like, that's good. <laughs> like that is not, um, you know, there'll be, there, there's more, you know, there's more out there you know but for you right now it's like you're being drawn the 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 impatience and the uncertainty or the tingling that you feel about life right now almost electric under your skin is because 
change is happening and that is what you're being called to kind of like lean into lean into that change amen <laughs> how do you feel I feel like I need to go find a corner and sit in and really let this marinate. Thank you, Spirit, for never making a liar out of Kalechi. I mean, oh my gosh. That was so real. And it's what I needed. Thank you. My pleasure. So much. Thank you for everything that you do. As an impromptu guest on the podcast. I know. It's crazy. (laughs) All right. Bye. Can't wait to. Celebrate your birthday, my birthday. Let's go. Yeah, your birthday's coming up first. So like this is this is great times. Leo season, you're ruled by the sun. Like no other sign is ruled by the sun. It's you need to stunt. Like you are ruled by the the very star that keeps us all intact. Mm-hmm. Like you are out here. Like you really need to lean into that. Like I really do feel like more Leos need to be bolsy because like you've got the sun, fam. The sun, you know? So yeah. I hope you enjoyed that. Thank you. you. Love you. Bye. 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 Oh, that was beautiful. That was so lovely. That was so lovely. And you were all so supportive. That was really nice. You were all very, very supportive. Somebody said, can you stop walking around in a circle? I'm dizzy. Um, Let me just catch up on what you've said and make sure I haven't missed anything. That was really cool. Honestly, this just came to me today as I was on my way to come and record. I was like, you know what? I don't have any kind of like... Um, sponsors that I need to worry about this week so I could just record the thing. And I was just like, well, what do I, how do I record it and um, make sure that, you know, there's enjoyment to be had. Um, so that was my kind of like, that was my focus. Um, and everyone says that you have lovely skin. So that's really nice to read that you've got lovely skin. Um my volume will be louder because of how I'm recording this. Um, I don't even know why my volume will be louder because you can't actually, you lot can't actually hear me through the microphone. Um, oh, and, oh, this is lovely. Somebody was taking screenshots for you as well. But um, yeah, that was really wholesome. I enjoyed that. I feel like I definitely should do this again. I like having um, live guests on this. Hold on. I have no context for what's going on here, but I see black women laughing and I love it. Yep. That's what we do. Um, the context is in the title. Um, yeah, that was really good. Really enjoyed that. So that's tarot done. If the next one, obviously, you know, will be, um, magnificent. So I'll do that by myself, but if anybody has anything or have any, have, um, if you have any comments for, so you mad or straw of the week, AKA suck your mum, you can, you can share that with me because that will be coming up shortly. Why is my laptop shut down? Oh, it hasn't. Okay. So let's get into it then. So magnificence, magnificence for this week. I have a letter. Let's see here. Okay. I'm sure many people will like this. Let's see here. Why can't I open this? This is how, you know, I just need to get better at using my um, MacBook. Okay. The letter says, Dear Kalechi, I hope you're well and may you and all of your fellow patrons remain blessed for many eternities. Thank you. Um, I've got to hold it up like a bush gal. 
Um, along with your good self, I would like to nominate the triple threat Jamaican sprinters, Shelly Ann, that girl, Shelly Ann, Shelly Ann Fraser, Elaine Thompson, Hera, and Sharika, uh, Sharika Jackson for winning not only gold, silver, and bronze at the World Athletics Championships in Oregon, but also for effectively telling the rep from the um, for effectively tell the rep from the Bright and Breezy Corporation, BBC, to move ya and go ask your mama when he had the, um, oh, the rep from the Bright and, I get it now, the um, the reporter from the Bright and Breezy Corporation, I call them Beelzebub's Broadcasting Corporation, um, to move from ya and go and ask your mother when he had the audacity to say that their first interview must be with them. The three medalists, pushed him aside, letting him know that their first interview would be with TVJ. The audacity of the Bumberclark bastard colluders. Oh, I love that. Um, they get uh, they get a thousand straws for their cheek and waywardness. Just wild. I don't have a link for any, or for any video footage, but I do have a screenshot and a link to post that spoke on it, to a post that spoke on it. Anyway, big up the ladies. Um, they have done Jamaica proud. Looking forward to seeing you at the next live show. I'm very much looking forward to that. And I hope that I'll be seeing uh, many of you at the live show. Well, there will be many people. So I hope that you'll be one of, or you'll, you know, you'll be some of them. Um, I may need to take a nap in TJ Maxx. <laughs> um, straw of the week is the UK and how it handled the heat wave. It would be really lovely if you do this often. Really good vibes. I enjoy it and pleasure to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. So let me go back into that then. So it says here, drama in America after one, two, three, BBC rep telling our girls the first interview is for BBC. While Shelley and the squad push him aside, telling him the first interview is for TVJ, which is right. Um, Good. Good. Why? I mean, is there, is there a rule? Is there a rule that the first interview that they do after winning at the world championship, the world athletics championships has to be with the BBC? Why is that? It feels very slave mastery. If I'm not, if I'm being honest, feels very commonwealthy to me. Like, why do I have to speak to you first? I want to speak to my people then first. Like, that's what I want to do. I don't want to speak to you first. What is there to say to you? You're only going to say something really stupid. Like, so how did you find that race? You you must have loved it. You were going so fast and your colourful hair was blowing in the wind. You just looked like a couple of unicorns just going really fast. <laughs> no. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Nobody cares. Yeah? Let them speak to people who actually want to speak to them and then will ask them common sense questions. Like, that's what we want to actually see. So I'm glad that they did that because oftentimes I find that with black black athletes, black celebrities, all of these things. And I I know that Ian Wright spoke about it a few years back. Well, he spoke about it during lockdown, didn't he? When he was talking about like he was reflecting on his life and how his PR people and everybody would always make him go to the white uh, publications first um, and rarely ever speak to the black publications. And I've noticed that when I've been on a couple red carpets, you get me a couple red carpets. I've noticed that, that there's this element of like, people will be ushered past you because there are people more important to be spoken to and, um, you know, whatever. I even find it, like I would say, even with, um, F1 and things and just general things, like you want to go over my head to, to dry people, but the flavors over here, I mean, 
it is what it is. But so I love that. I love that they insisted on like speaking to black press first. Like they insisted on speaking to Jamaican press first because the BBC can honestly wait. There's nothing that you're going to ask them that you haven't already asked. And at the end of the day, you'll now take whatever they've said and you go and put the wrong picture anyway. You'll end up going to put, I don't know, a picture of um, Jennifer Hudson and Beyonce and them man and Anika Noni Rose from Dreamgirls. And you'll be like, oh my God, look at Shelly Ann Fraser Price. And, um, you know, no, no, we don't want it. Keep it. So two slaps on your chest, the three of you wonderful, wonderful women. I, I, I heard, I didn't pay too much attention, but I heard that the relay was a bit higgy. The American team did better. The American women's team did better on the relay. They said that the relay was a bit higgy, but Shellyanne did say that people should practice prior to, and I don't think that they got a chance to really neaten the choreography um, for the relay. Um, I want to nominate the South African women's football team why have I missed that? Sorry. I want to nominate the South African women's football team, fondly known as Banyana Banyana, for winning the African Cup of Nations. Bop, bop, bop. Yes. Yes. Two slaps on their chest, too. And I really feel it for what's happening with Casta Semenya at the moment, actually. Um, I mean, I could talk, but we're in Show Your Magnificence, so let me not talk too much. Um, but I, you know, two slaps on these, uh, the women's chests that are these sports uh, women who are doing incredible, incredible things. Um, what did I miss? The BBC is trash. I'm so happy the Caribbean is waking up from the bondage that sticking Britain has, that stinking Britain has inflicted on us. Yes, I'm very, very gra- uh, glad about that too. Um, shout out to Alison Felix on her next journey and her retirement. Alison is so lovely. I met her on a track once a few years back and I really, I really like her vibe. I think she's cool. So yeah, big up Alison Felix on the next leg of her journey. And I like that she spoke up about the lack of support that um, female athletes receive um, when, whether that, you know, when they're pregnant or whatever, things like that. Like, I like that she spoke up about it because you lose sponsorship and, a lot of these sports brands like to pretend like they're so inclusive, like they're so wonderful, like they're so lovely. But then you then decide that you want to have a child and it's like, well, fuck you. We're not supporting you anymore. We're not, you know, we're not, we're not helping you. Um, and not everybody can do what, you know, um, Shellyanne has done. Like Shellyanne is what, 35 now. She's had a son. She's, she's got a, a degree. Like she, she is incredible to me. Shelly Ann Fraser-Price, please come on the podcast because you are amazing. I do feel though that I can keep up with you sprint-wise. It might be that there is a lack of air flowing in this room that I'm currently recording in. That is the high likelihood. But you know, like sometimes you just have to say something wild. So the person that you're saying it to would just be like, no, I'm going to come on your show just to badge you up because you're clearly, clearly delusional. So that's why I'm doing that. Um, Share your magnificence goes out to your new picture collection. Stunning. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really love that photo. For those who haven't seen the photo yet and you're listening to this podcast when it comes out, um, on Monday or whenever you decide to listen to it. Um, it's on my Instagram page and it's a reimagination of, um, the painting called Hope, um, by GF Watts, is it? Um, from 1886. And it was, it was up. I don't know if it's still up at the Tate Britain. That's when I saw it when I was much younger. So we recreated that and I love it, love it so, so much. And I just feel like, it's really important for all of us to define what um, 
it's really important for us to define who we are rather than other people trying to define us for us because usually they're not trying to define us for us they're trying to define us for themselves and cage us into this narrative and I really love that I could collaborate with AJ Hamilton in such a way as to and not just AJ but also with like Linda Blacker you know like creating with other you know collaborating with other creators to bring forward who I know myself to be so often people are so hell-bent on forcing this angry black woman narrative on me and I am angry and I am black and I am a woman however there is so much more to me than the filter that society chooses to read me through like I have such a like a deep um what is it like a deep affinity a deep interest a deep love for the kind of like the esoteric like the metaphysical like like there's so much that I love that goes amiss because we're constantly spending time talking about I guess racism and all and misogyny and just like all of these things and I talk about those things but I also talk about other things so I find it really weird when people are like oh I didn't know that you like that well you clearly weren't paying attention and even the idea that constantly I'm in battle with people um beefing this person back but no I rebuke it I'm not that way inclined I have I have morals I have principles so if I don't like something I just don't like it I might not even have any ill feeling towards that person I just don't like it however there are people who actively have meant me harm and so those people of course of course I want them to suck out of course but more time I just don't affiliate myself with things and people that I don't think vibrate with me and that's not to say that I'm out here vibrating the higher than everybody else I just know the frequency that I'm vibrating at and I only want to fuck with people who are also on that vibration that is it um so I just thought I'd say that anyway my share your magnificence because I swear I had one as well Yes. So my show your magnificence, let me actually bring it up now. It's not really a show your magnificence, but I feel like it's a step in the right direction. But I guess, I mean, if you have views on it, I'd be, I'd be more than willing to hear what you have to say. Um, let me just bring this up. It's such a shame for us to part. Nobody said it was easy. You know, I like to break out into song and that will never change. Um, Here we go. Thanks. Exclusions in Southwark doubled in the four years. This, This is a tweet by somebody called Peter Babudu. It says exclusions in Southwark doubled in the four years before I launched my review. Today, schools have agreed to my commission's core proposal, a charter committing them to eliminating exclusions. Incredible to be here. Huge thanks to those who helped to make it happen. Um, so Peter um, Babudu, it says on his page, is like they work to, he works to keep safe, keep young people safe and get um, voices heard. He's the chair of Belgrave. Belgra- Blagrave, Blagrave Trust and um, fellow of On Purpose UK. Okay, well, um, let's read this then. I just thought it was really interesting because if you consider the type of the fact that um, black children um, in the UK at, at school, they're four times more likely to get excluded, permanently excluded from school. That is a clear indication of how the school to prison pipeline is fostered, right? You exclude them, you send them to prison. I've talked about this so many times on the podcast before, so I don't want to kind of like be... I was going to say flogging a dead horse, but you know how I feel about all of those sayings now. Oh my God. For those who don't know, right? The other day, 
I went to Bao to have a cute meal and I ate my cute meal and I was leaving and I just thought to myself, oh, I wanted to tweet something about this race with um, Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak as the leaders. Well, they will effectively become the leaders of the country, the leaders of the Tory party. And I wanted to kind of like start with a caveat that said like, you know, I don't have, um, what is it? Um, a dog no I was going to say I don't have a rat in a rat in this race I don't have a horse in this race and then I thought about it and I was like well maybe I want to say I don't have a dog in this fight and then I just got really sad because I was just like raw deep it really really deep it fully grown people ma- mainly men are getting dogs breeding dogs and then making those dogs fight each other that makes me so sad like that really upsets me and my spiritual home girls that's so sad but then it's also sad to like race these horses to death and then they're gone like it's so cruel and then at the same time it's so conflicting because I'm still eating meat so it's just like Kelechi your knob what do you think's happening to the, the, to, the to the animals that you're eating I need to do better but that see how I've come off the tangent I've come off what I was gonna say I came off track back to what I was saying. I have talked about how children get um, excluded from school and how that contributes to the school to prison pipeline. I've talked about it numerous times on a podcast before. And so I was going to say flogging a dead horse, but I think that that would have upset me all over again. Like, why is somebody flogging the horse? If the horse is dead, what are you doing? It just really upsets me. Um, Sunday service just gone live. Sorry, yay. Kelechi is one of the few people I will ditch you for. <laughs> Animals need to live freely. Humans taint everything. Truly, they do. Um, hold on. Uh, what is this? Um, totally agree. Their videos don't do the masterpieces that their songs are. Any justice? Is that is that cold? Um, are they called Coldplay? That's such an interesting name. Um, just love seeing you breaking out in song. Breaking out in song is my favorite. Like. I don't get people who are like, oh yeah, well, I don't understand. Somebody even tweeted it the other day. They were like, I don't get people who say, I don't understand musicals. It's not realistic. People don't just break out in song in everyday life. And I'm like, have you met me? Have you met me? Because I, no cap, I can sing 30 songs at least in one day. 30 songs, just like that, just randomly. Sometimes I'm in meetings. Sometimes I get books for keynote speeches. And things like that. And I'll be talking or I'll be doing a workshop with some kind of corporation and I have to fight the urge. I have to fight so hard not to break out into song because I just, I feel like I'm a walking musical. All the musicals rolled into one, except for the shit ones. Yeah. Except for, and um, what's that guy? Can't stand him. The one that owns a lot of the theatres. He's he's got something to do with a, a toad and a frog. Anyway, him. Anyway, he aggravates me. So um, yeah, not his ones. Yeah. Anyway, back to this article, which is where we were initially. Schools in Southwark will not exclude students for behaving badly. Somebody should tell Mission Forty Four about this if they don't know already. I mean, I would tell them, but I'm not. In, I'm not on the board. Um, schools in Southwark will not exclude students for behaving badly, according to council documents. Secondary schools in South in the South London Borough will agree to keep disruptive children unless they put another child's safety at risk. That line is a bit higgy to me. 
If I'm not, I'm not going to lie. That line is a bit higgy to me. And this is why I was talking about the, how um, interesting I found that episode of Atlanta called Three Slaps. Because when I feel like when certain teachers talk about students, black students being disruptive, what they're really talking about is that that child, um, how that child presents disrupts their sense of what a black child should be so like in three slaps she just announced the teacher just announced that they were all going to go and see black panther 2 and so the black boy basically reenacts that you know that um video that that uh meme when the um, black boy's on the table and he's dancing because he's heard that some good news i think that was about black panther 2 um or whatever and he's he's celebrating so he was reenacting that i feel and so because he's dancing and and excited literally excited the boy was showing joy a black boy was showing joy and she was just like oh my god no you need to go to the principal's office and i think oftentimes that happens like within um the white unconsciousness collectively when black people show joy especially when they are in groups we've seen it happen with all them white people that will see like a barbecue happening in somewhere um in a park or whatever and instantly they're on the phone calling the police um on the black people that they're seeing, like white people are calling the police on the black people that they're seeing having a good time. Like it literally offends them to see black people having a good time. And so I worry about when the term disruptive is used when it's talking about black students, because I'm yet me personally fine. Okay. I don't work like in the, um, I don't work in the school system per se, but I interact with school systems um, quite a lot. And I find that I'm yet to meet a troublesome black child. Uh, me personally, I'm I'm yet to meet a troublesome black child. Like a lot of the children that are deemed as like troublesome or disruptive, more time, they just want to be addressed directly and they want to be really seen. Even if, and I'm not saying that they don't exist, but I'm saying that even, even if, Basically, of course they exist, right? You can say that there are children that have, are going through bits and and even if, like, even if they exist, they, they exist that way because they're going through so many things, I believe, in their familial kind of like dynamic, the structure that they have at home usually. That's what I think. Um, and so they should be shown love and um, they should be shown care as opposed to being punished for being born into a dynamic that they really had no say over because that's essentially what's happening. A lot of these children are being punished for dynamics that they did not choose. And I feel like there's an issue with that. I don't like it. Let me go back to this article because I literally read the first line and I went off on another tangent. So um, it says here, Southwark Council is the uh, is said to be the first local authority in the UK to have schools sign up to such an agreement. A 2020 report by the council found Southwark to have a higher than average exclusion rate. It also found academies would exclude more children than other schools. And I'm not surprised by that because who funds these academies? Who funds these academies? And why would that be happening? Because the academies are treating these um, academies. I'm going to go there. Don't care if it's controversial. It's my fucking page and it's my podcast and I'll say what I want. Saying my mind. Saying your mind. Saying your mind. Anyway, um, I feel like these academies are um baby prisons. I feel like they are gearing a lot of young black children up to go to prison. Like I know that I spoke about, you know, the school to prison pipeline earlier, but no, I mean that there are people who invest in academies and also invest in prison. So they have a vested interest in being able to take 
children from these academies and direct them lead them on a path towards prison because either way they're making a profit that is what I see anyway a separate report also from the council found that black students in Southwark were 1.5 times more likely to be excluded than their white counterparts oh my god (gasps) I'm so shocked what what really you're telling me wait mind blown wait so you're telling me that Tommy can stab the teacher with a pencil and the teacher will be like, Tommy, don't do that. Tommy, listen to me. Tommy, look at me. Gonna have to call your mum. Don't do that. And, you know, they'll find a way to to work with Tommy. But let a black child, let a black child just laugh the wrong way. And it's like, no, Jaquan, I'm not going to tell you again. I'm not going to tell you again. I don't want to see that kind of behavior in this classroom. No, no, no. I don't, I don't want to have to repeat myself. I don't want to hear you laughing again because I find that laugh really disruptive. Can you see now Susan can't concentrate and Brooke is looking over at you. Can you see what's happening? You're disrupting the whole class with your joy. Okay. Less of that, please. Um, um, do you want to go to the principal? All right, off you go. Off you go. I've had enough. I've had it. I've had enough. And that's it because you laughed. So that was a whole role play, but you know how I be. In England, the permanent exclusion rate was 0.06 in 2019 to 20. Councillors hope the borough will be the first in England to exclude no pupils in the coming years, according to the local democracy reporting service, LDRS. Teachers will be encouraged to try to understand the reason for bad behaviour by using a trauma-informed response and are being told not to take misbehaviour at face value. What, but why is it in big, big 2022 that this is only like this is only coming to the fore? Because to me, that would have been common sense. That should have been something that we were doing prior to. But again, everything is about profit. <laughs> we're actually watching Kalechi breaking into songs. Yes. Um, yes, Kalechi, um, album, your album's on the way. Yes. Um, break out into Coldplay more often I fucks with them musically I really like them for their songs um, Hold on, I'm just catching up on the messages on here um, Sunday service has just gone live Sorry, oh, yeah, I've read that Hold on Oh, yes, Coldplay Becky with a good hair's husband Oh, is that uh, Gwyneth uh, Candle Pum Pum Paltrow? Gwyneth Candle Pum Pum Paltrow She's got candles that are the scent of her pum in it Well well, there are certain candles that I would want in this life. And I just don't know if Gwyneth's Poussoir is one of them. And that's no shade because I feel like Erica Badu, she had one as well. She had like, um, you know, um, a, a candle that was the scent of her Punani. And I don't want it. it it's, it's not even like, it's not personal. It's just like, I'm trying to think of somebody who I'd want to smell I, I would want a candle that was scented, that the accents of the scents were created around their genitalia. And it just aren't many people because I just don't, I'm sorry, I just don't, I just don't like humans like that. Like, give me a young lavender, you know, give me a young oud, but pussy? Ass crack? Armpit? Ball bags? I'm good. I want no parts. 
I want no part. There is nobody that I care for or stand for that hard that they can say to me, boom, Kelechi, I've released the candle and it smells like my dick hairs. And I'll be like, oh my God, I need to immediately. I need to immediately. No, God forbid. Should I, although I did say today, I've never wanted to be a carpet so much before. But that was really random Sometimes I just make jokes You know It's just random jokes Um, They break out into song Because there are no words left To describe the situation Exactly Like I have often walked Down this street before But the pavement Always stayed beneath my feet before But all at once am I Several stories high Knowing I'll be shipped off to Rwanda soon There you go Another song Another masterpiece How do I do it? Nobody knows So I just wanted to say Big up to Southwark Two slaps on your chest Southwark Council I feel like you're useless a lot of the time in various other ways. Like you've got a surveyor that's really trying me. He's really, really trying me in that building that I have my pole studio, but I'm going to hold it down. But just let him know, like picking our whole man again in it. Like, like just. Anyway. So Southern Council, when you do things right, I'm glad there should be a trauma informed um, basis of um, dealing with children. I feel like there needs to be not just all of these kind of like um, unconscious bias training workshops, but we really need to look at how teachers are even taught to be teachers because the institution is inherently racist. So obviously how they are, how teachers are taught to be teachers will also have racist um, overtones, I would say. So yeah, well, that's that for Share Your Magnificence. Um, now for, let me see, I break out into song all the time. I'm glad. The kids disconnected from my Bluetooth headphones 15 minutes ago to stop me singing while moving, mowing the lawn. <laughs> um, a teacher here. Yes, teachers have very difficult jobs, though they are trained to teach and most can't handle some of the symptoms they are presented with from these children. But that's why I said, like, teachers need to be taught differently because the way that the ways that teachers are being taught isn't helping and this isn't dangerous minds you know like I feel like there are a lot of white teachers especially who go into inner city schools and they want to do tell me why are we so blind to see that the ones we hurt are you and me up keep spending most our lives living in a gangster's parent that what wasn't she trying to have a romantic relationship with one of the students now i know that the way that we used to make films them days some of these students were big big 42 years old but the 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 principle still remains that what was it was it was it michelle pfeiffer she was meant to be older than them so this lusting lusting that she was doing over that um was he like the latin latino guy i think he was the latino guy that was that was a safeguarding issue that was a safeguarding issue yeah yeah anyway um so yeah i feel like they go into these inner city schools and they want to come with this like savior complex and it's like you can't do that you can't behave like that like like it's a false benevolence i don't like it so anyway um often the lack of cultural competence i agree to me it's more about emotional issues 
that black children sometimes exhibit um and when they feel seen it really helps yeah um a lot have not outgrown the mentality of calling the black boys um black boys slash children men yep um I have a floor crawler who hits and pokes and pinches others under their desks. Um, is he a bad seed? No, but I don't have the spoon to show love. Um, I don't have the spoons to show the um, show love to him and 41 other six-year-olds. Um, Tommy sounds like he could happily shoot up a school and get um, escorted to the police station safely. I agree. I agree. Um if black if black kids are that bad, why are they not um, shooting schools? Unlike some groups, well, um, just catching up on all of these messages. Uh, I missed something that was meant to have been looked into. Every now and then, I forget that you know every damn song ever. I wish I did. The thing is, I can know songs. I can know the vibe of songs, but I'm I'm better than Sadiq. I can know the vibe of songs, and then I just don't remember some of the words. Um, I had to start homeschooling my child. I've been considering homeschooling. Actually, I've been considering homeschooling because, like, Lev went to nursery one day. Well, he goes to nurseries, um, nursery a lot of days. But he went and, you know, they do their activities and he came home. Well, I went to go and pick him up and they had done this exercise about British values. And they're like, today we were doing British values. And I swear down, the social commentator in me had to just hold it down. I was just like, oh, really? And we were learning kindness and tolerance. I said, yeah. They have started poisoning my child. Kindness and tolerance. Tolerance. I said, ooh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus of Nigeria and the West African region. Please get my money up. Get my money up because this boy needs to be homeschooled. Because what is kindness and tolerance? Tolerance is the one that's really doing me. This Britain, tolerant. Well, of course they're tolerant. That that is the actually that is the perfect word. They are, they see themselves as tolerant. They aren't, it's long. But imagine tolerating people. That is the premise with which Britain approaches everybody else. Like we're tolerating you. To tolerate something means like you'd rather it not be there, but you'll just put up with it anyway. That's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. Um, so yeah, so I don't, I don't like all of that. Um, I don't have the ability or patience to have to homeschool. Really wish I could. Maybe I should have thought about this before having children. Look, we are where we are. We are where we are. Um, but I, I've really been thinking about it because I don't, I don't like them vibes there. I really, really don't. <sighs> well, anyway, that's that for, um, share your magnificence. I'm about to move on to, so you mad. I'm going to try and keep it brief. I always say that and then it's not brief at all. Okay, so the first one for So You Mad this week, you know Jay Ellis. Who of you knows Jay Ellis who plays Lawrence in Insecure or played Lawrence in Insecure? Um, For some reason, it surprised some people that he has a his partner is white, a white woman. Um, He'd been with her for a few years. They've got a child together, I believe. Anyway, they finally got married the other day. They finally got married the other day. This is when it gets, this is when it gets juicy. Um, they finally got married the other day. Let me tell you, 
Lawrence as a character, I've never taken to him. Anyone who knows me knows that I don't actually like Lawrence as a character. I, I, I don't like how Insecure ended, to be honest. I don't. But whatever. My, my choice, Daniel. Daniel all day, every day. Daniel. I didn't know that just people could be as fine, like literal humans could be as fine as Elan Noel. Is that how you pronounce his name? Daniel, I feel like was a better match for Issa. Not Nathan. Nathan was all right, but mm, no, not, not, not Nathan. I mean, the roller coaster sex scene, probably one of the greatest sex scenes to ever happen on black TV. But Daniel will always be my choice. He's just so beautiful. Lawrence, wibbly wobbly neck Lawrence, no. Um, anyway, that's not the point of this. I'm just saying I didn't really care for Lawrence, so I didn't really care what he's, even if I did care for Lawrence as a character, I wouldn't care what actor Jay Ellis was doing with his life because I have the good sense to know that people are not the characters that they play, you know, generally. They're just not. Um, so, yeah, he got married and they, all the, the pictures came out. And apparently there was some internet hit, like furor over the fact that, oh, no, yet again, another black man has married a white woman and this and that. And I was just like, okay. All right. Fine. I just want to know now, why is my name in it? Now, why am I in it is what I want to know. So Bossip wrote about it. And they and it says that Jay Ellis shares pictures from wedding with white wife and shatters Twitter. Swirl wars. Jay Ellis's wedding photos with his white wife, Nina Sanika, sent Twitter into a toxic tizzy. Um, the only thing I noticed was that she didn't, did she set her makeup? I don't think she set her makeup was the issue because one of the pictures, and I feel like Vogue is very, very bad mind for that. Like how many people saw that, that Jay Ellis, this black man had white foundation on his face. How many people saw that? And before letting those photos go out. Like somebody, somebody, somebody stop me. No mask. Like, like around his, around his lip and his beard area. It's just. Somebody, son, go find me one day, one day. I don't dare wait, don't stay too far away. Hey, somebody, why? (laughs) 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 
it happens. It happens to the best of us And I use us just very generally But these When you've been in a relationship that long Because when you have been in a relationship that long, there are certain things that you know. Like if you're in an interracial relationship, like there are certain things like you know, like why why is your face like that? Why is your face like that? Like you've been licking out cocaine. Like just lick it. Were you it's like he went and dived face first into Gwyneth Paltrow's candle off her pussy. Like what? What is this? That that should be the concern. Not you worrying about, you know, he, this and that. It's the fact that you committed yourself to this woman and throughout your lives together, nobody has said, fam, fam, that NC23 or whatever the fuck that her shade is, is all over your beard, bruv. Like, he looks so suave. Like, you know, the suit is really suiting. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, what is it? It's a burgundy situation. You know, her dress is stunning. Like she's cute. She's cute. She gave us real cat eye ting, you know, a little cat eye flick. Like I, did she wear jewelry? I, I feel like it was very brave to not wear jewelry. Like she just knows that she's got the, the collarbone for such. Like it was giving by that foundation. That foundation now. <laughs> and and so you as the individual, when you now saw the photo, because there were so many stages, this is why it's blowing my mind. This is why it's blowing my mind. I can't take it. You posted the photo on your own Insta. So did you not look at it and go, rah, not me wearing all this foundation around my beard. Did you not have a friend who could... Um, Photoshop the thing, like, and just blacken, basically give you, is it blackface? No, but just, at, mm, because the shape up is tidy. Let me tell you that the shape up is, 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 is sharp. So to have that much attention to your shape up and your suit is gorgeous. Her dress is gorgeous. And then you've just got foundation on your face. Why didn't she set her face? Why didn't she set the makeup? Why? What is the reason? What is the reason? Because now that picture is there forever on the net. But again, this isn't even what people were really worrying about. They're worrying about, oh my God, I can't believe he married a white woman. Like fam, like, honestly, let that man go. Let him live his life. Now, so he posted it um, and it says here, um, what is it? Jay Ellis and Nina Seneca, Vogue magazine posted it. And that's where Vogue, I think, is cheeky. Vogue, this is why I said Anna Wintour is a witch. Anna Wintour is a witch. If this means I'll never be on a Vogue cover, so be it. Anna Wintour is a witch. Because, so you let them put this picture with the white foundation. Anna. 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 Take off those sunglasses immediately. Take off those sunglasses immediately because I know you saw that shit. I know you saw that foundation where it was not meant to be. Ugh. 
I feel sad for them because I'm just like at many stages somebody could have said ah, 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 let's not let's not do that and then you just let the picture go out everywhere and I take it personally as a, as a, as an interracial as a, as an inter, as a, as a member of the interracial community ah, fucking hell fucking hell um what does it say here after, I feel like I'm going to call this episode and I'll take off your sunglasses. After their plans changed multiple times amid the pandemic and busy filming schedules, the couple wed at a villa in Tuscany. Oh, that's gorgeous. Surrounded by vineyards and olive groves and clearly no setting spray. You were surrounded by vineyards and olive groves. Jesus of Tuscany. You were surrounded by vineyards and olive groves and there was no setting spray in sight. The, 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 oh. God. We always knew we wanted to get married in Italy because going there was the first trip we ever took together. Nina explains. To that end, we uh, the two went to Italy to look for a wedding location in June of 2019. Road tripping for a week, Aww. from Rome to Tuscany to Puglia, and looking at about 15 venues and villas along the way. They eventually settled on Villa Mangiacane, a property surrounded by vineyards and olive groves in a small town called San Casciano in Tuscany. Um, it says tap the link to see the couple's photos. The photo was by Alessia Franco photographer. Alessia? Alessia, you're bad mind. You're bad mind. You're very bad mind, Alessia, for that, for that photo. You're very bad mind. Um, after the engagement in January 2019, the couple initially planned to wed on July 9th at the same location before postponing their wedding due to the pandemic. They set their new date for July 2021 before pushing the ceremony back to back another year to 2022. See, now that's getting me vexed because you push the wedding, push the wedding, push the wedding and nobody pushed pressing powder. Nobody pushed Pressing powder. Nobody pushed setting powder anywhere. Jesus. Jesus. How did they even see Jesus in Italian? Jesus Aquana. I don't know. But, Lord. Lord. So anyway, they say that these conversations that are happening. Um, oh, somebody, several Twitter users even pointed out Nina's makeup rubbing off on Jay Ellis's face and the photos featured in Vogue. Um, well, wow. Um, <laughs> I'm not reading this. These are horrible. And because the degree of separation is so small, I don't want him to see this and think that I'm being mean to him. I'm not being mean to you. I just feel like that shouldn't have happened. I'm happy for your union. I I feel like, you know, you do everybody do what they're doing. I'm I don't have a I don't have any skin in this game. So are people taking off their skin to put in to to, to play games? I don't know. Anyway. I don't want to say too much because I'm not being bad mind to him. I don't know him and people are human and I don't want him to feel bad. But this picture should not have gone out is all I know. But where I'm going with all of this is that, you know, you could have focused on the pictures. You could have focused on all of that. No, one random user now decided that he was going to tweet some bullshit as they like to do. 
Um, let me find it. I think it might even be the last one because I just don't know why my name is in these things. Okay, this user, F. Corey Boy, I think he calls himself, says, Jay Ellis was disrespected, trolled and tortured yesterday for marrying a white woman. But Hallie... Eve, Serena, Zendaya, Kelechi Okafor, Kamala Harris, and every black woman holding high positions in government get the yas queen. How does this work? Fam, fam, why is my name in your blood clot mouth? Why is my name in your fucking mouth? Why? How did I, how did I even get there? My, my guy was listing people on a first name basis. Hallie. Eve, Serena, Zendaya. Then we get to me. Kelechi Okafor. In ke- let there be no mistake of the Kelechi I'm talking about is Kelechi Okafor. And then followed by Kam- um, Kamala Harris. So you're telling me that I'm in the same... You know what? Sometimes your haters will really elevate you because I somebody, some stupid bitch told me not just only a few years ago a couple of years ago that Kelechi is not even like well how would I know the things you do it's not like you're a household name and I'll call her a bitch to this day and I'll call her a bitch in her face as well um she said I'm not a household name so how did I make it into this fucking tweet all the Americans I think people think that I'm American but I'm not surprised because British people um, try to pretend like they don't see me and British people are generally bad vibes and the Americans, like, they take to me. So I think that people assume that I'm some way affiliated affiliated with Americans. But um, anyway, Kelechi Okafor, I said, hey, I have arrived. Kelechi Okafor, you have arrived. Look at my breast jiggling. Oh my God, I didn't wear bras. Yeah. Anyway, Kelechi, you have arrived. Because Kamala didn't come before me, fam. I came before Kamala. What? Kamala Harris who? Well, now Kamala Harris knows who's really running the world. Who runs the world, Kels? Who runs the world, Kels? Hey, who runs this mother? Who runs this mother? No, seriously, keep my name out of your fucking mouth. Because... What do I have to do with it? I don't even talk about my relationship. I don't talk about many things to do with my private life, my family life. But somehow these bedraggled pieces of shit will just wake up like you haven't brushed your teeth. You haven't clipped your toenails, your fingernails. You haven't let water and soap touch your ass crack in probably two and a half years. You haven't washed that boxer. You, you that boxer has never ever seen like maybe five months straight of washing, but your my name is in your mouth. Pourquoi? Pourquoi? Why? Why? Why can't you just let me be? Because I don't understand. And also, the tweet is incredibly wrong. It is wrong. It is disingenuous. Let's go back to it. English class. Let's break the thing down. Jay Ellis was disrespected. Fine. Trolled. Fine. And tortured. Tortured, bitch. Tortured. How hyperbolic do you want to be? Tortured. So they went and found him. 
in Los Angeles. They went and found him in Los Angeles and, and what? Dragged him outside and started flogging him. Don't lie. Don't lie. Because the fact of the matter is, black men like him are praised for being with non-black women. Like they are praised for that. So don't act like, oh, you know, it was just terrible all around. If anybody, if, if, if jokes were flying, it was more than likely, of course, there'll be the general conversation about black men dating out their race or whatever, whatever, whatever. Cool. But, and I don't think he's ever said anything like disrespectful. I don't know, but I don't think he's ever said anything like disrespectful about black women, unlike Donald Glover. Um, He's just doing what he's doing over there. And it's not my business. You know, everybody like do what you're doing. Cool. My issue is that if he was getting trolled for any reason, it was probably because of the pancake that transferred onto his face. Like you're going to have to hold that L. That, that one was on you. That one was on a makeup artist who did not set that beat. That's, that's on you lot. Right. But to, to say that he was tortured is just so wild. And I, the CIA, the FBI, MI6, all of these lot, I swear that they have it out for me. And then you'll be like, oh, collection, you're being delusional. You're being a conspiracy theorist. Fine. Maybe I am. But just like these random accounts appear and they say things and they put me in harm's way. So then I've got to come out and be like, keep my, don't mention me, you know, like don't. Because them lot might not say anything back. Everybody will just chill and be minding their business. Me, I like to fight. So let us, let us all just be guided. Let us be guided. Let us know ourselves, right? So you say Jay Ellis was disrespected, trolled and tortured yesterday for marrying a white woman. But Hallie, Eve, Serena, let's stop there. Let's go back to that Serena. Let's go to Serena. Because you lot will be running jokes about how Serena looks like an ape. She looks like a man. She like and then and Serena's dated like so many different men. So many settles on is it Alexis whatever his name is settles on him, and then all of a sudden it's like I can't believe she's doing this. What she's marrying him for money? No, she's actually got more money than him. Oh, then why is she doing it? Maybe maybe you just can't fathom. That sometimes black women exercise their autonomy. They exercise their choice in ways that you might not like. You can be giving me pan-Africanism all day, every day. The fact of the matter remains that some people are just going to do things as black women that you will not like. That is your personal problem. That's got nothing to do with them. They can do what they want. Okay? Okay. So, um, I mean, she dated Common. Now, do I want a candle? Would I want a candle? No. No. Because Common likes to break dance. Common likes to break dance and and like roll on his shoulders and do that b-boy thing and that you know that gets them gen- that genitalia sweaty I don't I don't I don't want um <clears throat> I don't I don't want a candle I don't want a candle um Zendaya okay Kaleshi Okafo it's just spinning me that it's my full name it's literally my full name for no fucking reason uh, Kamala Harris um or do you lot call her Kamala Cause I can't. Is it, I I pronounce it like like Amala. No, it's Kamala. Kamala Harris, and every black woman holding high positions in government. Every black woman holding high positions in government. Like literally every single one of them. Are you sure? Okay. Um, they get um in high positions in government get the yes queen, and that is a lie. That is a lie from the pits of your anus, which is hell. That is a lie from your ass crack. Where do we get Yas Queen? Every single person that you've mentioned there 
has gotten trolled. Every black woman that you've mentioned there has actually gotten trolled, has actually gotten disrespected way more than Jay Ellis ever would. For, for dating out of their race Because it is seen as a betrayal Because it is seen as like How dare you uh, Because apart from it being Seen as a betrayal And all of these words Being thrown around And everybody coming with This theory That theory For why you shouldn't do this And you shouldn't do that Let me tell you one thing There's no single Motherfucking person There's no single Motherfucking motherfucker That 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 that, that can step foot On this earth's crust That is able to tell me What I cannot And can And cannot do with my life I will do what the fuck I want to do. Okay. And I will live with the tensions and the conflicts of that. There's nobody that's going to come and school me and tell me any different. All right. So when we are looking at in this situation about, oh, they got Yes Queen. I didn't get Yes Queen. I've said it before. My name troll, uh, my name trended on Twitter for five days when people quote unquote discovered that my partner was white, even though like he's been there, if you've been paying attention, like, People just wanted to get their jokes off And now their destinies are in the gutter There you go But my name trended for five days I had to hold that I had to hold that Soon after having a a miscarriage Just a couple of months or so before I had to hold that I didn't jump online And start going Oh my god You know people are trolling me That felt like torture That felt like torture Nobody caring about my um, emotional, my mental state, nobody caring in that regard. But oh, you wanted to get your jokes off, like oh no, if you say her name three times in a mirror, her husband will appear and fix your sink because he's Polish. Oh my god, you're so funny, you're so funny. Suck your mother, you cunt. Like I had to hold that, but because I'm the original rattler, you can't rattle me. You cannot rattle a rattler. That's why it didn't get to me because I'm just like ha 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 ha. Your destiny's in the gutter. Ha 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 ha. Like. Nobody who has anything really going for them in life Really spends time doing all of that bullshit I know what it is to be trolled To be disrespected And in some forms to be tortured I know what it's like That is not what he got He's a rich black celebrity That is not what he got He had pancake on his face And they made fun of him for having pancake on his face From his, from, from his boo From his boo yeah, that's what they, that's, that was the issue. And of course, of course, there's the whole conversation about men dating now, but take that up with him. Take that up with him and keep my name out of it. And the thing is, you're writing all of this stuff because basically you're saying that you want to date white women or you want to date non-black women and you don't like the way that he's been treated. Fam, say that. Say that and keep my name out of your fucking mouth while you're doing so. I'm the only British person in that that's even mentioned in that, which is what's blowing my mind. I don't even know how I made it across the pond, how I made it across the Atlantic. Don't let go, Jack. I don't know. But basically, leave me out of it. Leave me the fuck out of it But I felt like I wanted to share that For So You Mad Because I thought that I was very well and truly Well and truly mad um, Is that the only thing I put for So You Mad? Oh no, that wasn't um, No, I think it was Yeah, well, that's good then That's the only thing I put for So You Mad Anyway, for Start Your Motors No, how did I do that so weird? Sorry, I, I have more for So You Mad I've just ended up putting I wanted to talk about this F1 worker Who talked about Um Experiencing racism while he worked at Aston Martin But I put it in the wrong section Because, you know, I make my notes in a very haphazard way Okay, my next So You Mad was about Neo Neo decided to tell us unprovoked That he listens to R. Kelly And that he loves that shit, you know Um, And I thought that I should bring that in People like drama too much Because I saw how some of the viewership spiked The moment I started talking about I want Interisha I want Swell Gang 
That's when you now arrived because you wanted to come and get gossip because you wanted to come and see things. Hmm. Oh, that's your own. That is your own, Sha. Nobody will stop me from saying what I'm saying is my point. That's the only point I've ever wanted to make. Um, why can I not find the page that I was on? Here we go. Uh, where's Neo? Here we go. I just thought that this was very wild. Um, it says here, Neo explains why he still listens to R. Kelly. Anybody who tries to say R. Kelly isn't one of the best songwriters on the face of the planet because of what he did in his personal life, you're looking at the wrong thing. See, now Neo, Neo, I hate how much I'm gonna curse you, boy. I can't stand how much I'll drag you. I can't. Let me just not. Let me not. Let's just read the excerpt, shall? Though he is clear on his support of um of Kelly's victims, Smith is more torn on the matter of what to do with Kelly's music now. Despite sharing a photo in support of the hashtag Mute R Kelly campaign in 2019, which aimed to encourage a blanket ban on streaming and playing his music, Smith's current perspective is clear-cut. I've always been a person that can separate the artist from the art, he says. I don't give a damn about your personal life. I don't give a damn about what you've done wrong or what you've done right. If I like the song and it's attached to a memory that means something to me, it has nothing to do with the artist. Um, as a person anymore It's what the song means to me Okay um, I've been to parties where someone will turn on an R. Kelly record And people will be like Boo! That's bullshit Because you know good and well That before this happened You'd be rocking out to this song Just like everybody else From time to time I still listen to R. Kelly's music You just can't deny the quality Anybody who tries to say R. Kelly Isn't one of the best songwriters On the face of the planet Because of what he did in his personal life You're looking at the wrong thing Hmm Hmm If anybody would like to share their opinion On that Feel free to request Because if I say what I want to say Instagram will lock my page immediately But let me start with this There are opinions that we can have in this life That do not need to necessarily be made public I'm so sick of Neo Sick of his opinions Shut the Them fedoras You know them hats that you like to wear Neophilus Neophilus you know them hats that you like to wear? Apart from using it to en- encase your forehead, you should have also put your opinions there with your forehead. That humongous forehead and your opinions, that's why your forehead is the size that it is. Because it's, fu- it's, filled, with, it's filled with conniving behavior. You're the same person that told that woman that you were with, oh yeah, what is it? Like, I don't want to have any... A children or whatever She went and tied her tubes And then you went and had children With somebody else Jesus oh! I'm hot just thinking about it Because let me tell you something If I'm not having a baby You're not having a baby If I'm not having a baby You're not having a baby You're not having a baby You're not having a baby No No baby for you Because no baby for me No baby For nobody No baby 
in this place today. No baby forever. For eternity, no baby anywhere. No baby. Because what? It's like people like Neo clearly know that cancellation, canceling somebody is not a thing because he is daring people at this point. He's like, cancel me if you want to. Cancel me because ain't a damn thing about, there's nothing that's going to happen. Oh, hold on. Let's see. This is only the, let me see this one. Uh, What is this? Is it this one? Hold on. I don't even know the order that this came in. Sorry, let me check that again. Uh, Okay, let me see. Who's this? Let me see. Hold on. Um, put your opinions under your fedora. Put your put your opinions with that big forehead. Put it under that fedora and shut the fuck up. Hello, hold on. Hi, I think this is so spot on. Neo songs are just as rapey as R. Kelly. <laughs> I think it's sexy when you're angry when you're mad. <laughs> How? Why? Why? Ew! No! No, thank you. And then after all those years, to take your hat off and you're bald. <laughs> You're hiding so many things <laughs> in our face. But the songs aren't that great. Because he's, he's not the writer that he thinks he is. No. None of them really are. Like, okay. You know, like, I get it. Because I was meant to go on um, a morning TV show to talk about this whole R. Kelly thing and whether his music should be streamed or whatever. And, you know, or, and I was just like, look, People are going to stream the music in one way or another. I just feel like the profits that that he would get from streaming, they need to be directed to a charity that helps people who are dealing with what he inflicted on those um, women who were girls at the time. You know, I feel like that is what, I think that that's what we can do. Um, But that's not what Neo's really giving us. Like Neo hasn't really said that. And I think that men, a lot of men these days have gotten very good at like putting the hashtag or putting something performative to be like, look, I've supported the thing while actually their behavior is telling us something completely different. What's that song where he was just like, oh, um, um, what is it? I didn't mean to excite a convert. No, the one where he's like, oh, I know you've got a new boo, but he talks about that. There's always some lyric that makes you go, yeah, like she's got a partner. She's married now. Someone can help us with the lines, but she's married now. She's got a partner. And then you're like, oh, but I just wanted to check. Are you, do you still think about me? Are you fucking all right? Are you fucking all right? Like you want to check it? Uh, fam, I've got, I've got a feeding schedule. I've got to give this baby milk. My breast is leaking and you are fucking messaging me, asking me if I still think, yeah. do you still think about, some, one of you will tell us what the Full line is. Full acknowledgement, you've moved on. Right. Full but acknowledgement that you've moved on, you've I'm, established I'm a full relationship there, right? with somebody else. But I just wanted to check: do you want do you want this dick scented candle? Do you want this dick scented candle? <laughs> it's called do. You, that's I just wondered. Yeah, do you ever um, think of me anymore? No, I don't think do of you, you anymore. Yeah. I don't think of you anymore. Why are you messaging me? Do I do, do you want the police to think about you? Because they can think about you with this restraining order. Why do you mean do you? It's he, some of his songs. I'm just like, that lets me know that you're a weirdo. Definitely. But also the drama with Irreplaceable. When Beyonce got more hits because he wrote Irreplaceable. I think Yeah, he did write it. I might be lying. No, he did. And he was mad because her version hit and his version didn't because he put it out on his album also. Too, what? Did he? Yes, I do believe. 
I do believe. And he was mad because she came out saying, you know, this is my album. Like her Sasha Pierce or something. Yeah. And he was mad. She was flexing. And he's like, that's my song. But you gave the song to me and, and I feel like it's the same with like Kerry Hilson Fam, I get that you wrote the song But once the song has come over to me And I've done my Beyonce-ness to it It's mine now It's mine There's a reason why Babyface doesn't have to do that mm-hmm. There's a reason why Erica Badu Doesn't have to do that Oh, too. oh. They ghostwrite for so many people But somewhere They're not worried about Whether or not people see their talent Oh, right but Neil's very replaceable. That's why it doesn't hit. I'm sorry. Like Beyonce sang it better. I'll just accept it. She said to the left, to the left. And we were like, okay, we, we've put all the things to the left. And he wrote some bits for Rihanna too. Like maybe you're just great at being a writer. Like the dream wrote, didn't the dream write, um, break, break my soul. He, the dream knows how to mind yes. his business. Like the dream knows how to mind his business. And I just don't know how the rest of them can't join him. But I just think it's very, very cheeky of Neo and his forehead and then fedora hats to really be coming with these, <laughs> to be coming with these opinions that like nobody fucking asked for. Like, like, why did you wake up and go, you know what? The person I need to stand up for today is R. Kelly of all the people, of all the people. And more so you're like, oh, well, if I've got memories attached to these songs, I should be able to listen to it. And people shouldn't be like, oh, and you know, boo, when the song comes on, they are saying boo because of the things that he did was so heinous that you can't, surely you can't bring yourself to still enjoy the song in public, most especially. Yes, everybody is like it. Right. You, can't, you have the right to express that. Like, oh, we feel bad. Right. And like, why when, is that not okay with you? Why is that not okay with you? Especially when you now realize that some of the songs, a lot of the songs, in fact, were written about underage girls. Does that not make you want to throw up? Does that not make you go, ah, actually, I don't know if I want to listen to this anymore? That doesn't do anything to you. Um, like, how can you hear, don't you say no tonight? Don't you say, and not have a problem with that? He's saying that because he paid for your nails, you can't say no because to, to having sex with him. Or I mean, trapped in the closet 12. Uh, trapped in a closet You know The Empire Strikes Back So many versions <laughs> So many versions uh, Are we okay? Are we okay? We're not We're not it's not okay And like Obviously okay. I get the conflict Because Especially when it's a um, Especially when it's a duet Or whatever Like they satisfy you That he's got with Diddy Now Diddy is also a bit higgy As far as I'm concerned but... Yes When the sunglasses come off I'm scared Oh <laughs> So scared. <laughs> but I, I satisfy you is one that I'm just like, Kalechi, you have to be strong. You have to be strong. You, like, let it, let it go. That's it's a bop, but you've got to let it go. But that is not. Why is this freezing? Is it freezing for everybody else? Oh no, it's back. Is it freeze? It was freezing for me for a second. Um, but yeah, I just Neo. I just I. I'm, I can't say I'm disappointed. I just don't understand why we needed that. Like, why Why did he feel that we needed that? There's something that he's hiding besides his hairline <laughs> that he is absolutely trying to get ahead of. That is true. Usually they say things like this because they're prepping you and priming you for like, oh, well, if anything comes about comes out about me, don't now be like, oh, I'm not going to listen to your music anymore because you should be able to celebrate. Um, the, somebody said Diddy's an all-time thief. Um, you should be able to celebrate the art from the artist. Um, 
Have you heard the new Division song that sampled Song Cry? No, I haven't heard it. No. But yeah, no, I just, I wanted to kind of get your views on that because that's, but as you say, it is probably because something is coming. Absolutely. Yeah. Or there's a guilt. There's a guilt. You don't affront things like that without some sort of omission of guilt. Yeah. 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 Something is not right But then again From what I I didn't even watch the show But from what I heard About his previous partner And what went down there I just He doesn't strike me As a person with great morals And he doesn't strike me As a person that's Very nice to women So I'm not surprised Of his stance I hope it works out for him Well The fedoras are working out for him So Who knows Who knows Because the talent's not there But I mean It's like that You know Versus with Ray J Like are y'all all right? Did he? I just did he do one with Ray so J? Sad. Did you not see that? No, uh, I'm glad no, I didn't. it was Omarion and Mario. Okay, have you not seen those no. clips from Ray J? No. <gasps> oh, it was devastating. Oh, it was devastating. Oh, and and I think that we're really starting to see like the emotionality of the uh, the emotional attraction that black men have for each other, mm-hmm. and then not knowing what to do with that. Mm-hmm. But the sexual aggression that they have for black women. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the consensus of everything that you're talking about. That's why your name pops up. True. Like he doesn't want to have sex with black men. And and I just feel like that annoys me because I'm just like, yeah, it's like she doesn't want to have sex with me as a black man. No, she's unlikely to want to have sex with me as a black man. But it's just like, how do you know that? How do you know that? Because you haven't even seen my roster. What the fuck are you talking about? You know, like yeah. it irritates me because I'm just like, it's only because I'm such a private person that you just don't know much about me and my dating habits. Otherwise, but then I don't know if it matters because Serena, they've seen Serena Williams date different people and still because of you know who she settled settled down with in terms of um alexis they think that they can just say any manner of anything and but you'll still be the same ones that say oh but you're ugly so if i'm ugly why are you bothered about where i am i it's weird why do you check for me why why <laughs> so i should be sitting in the i don't corner, know like, sitting i got corner, called like, a bed wench as well do you i got called a bed wench recently no i had never in 36 years of life Living in Southwest Florida, I'm native Floridian. I had never heard the term before. Wow. But on, I used to have my page public and I date, I have dated one white man. Wow. Just one. And, and he's that. on my page <laughs> because I think he's a witch. whole sociopath. And, and I commented on something, something, ooh, it was about Gabrielle Union being Dwayne Wade's husband. There was a title of some headline, Dwayne, Dwayne Wade's wife has a net worth of $42 because Gabrielle Union isn't a whole person. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I said. List of black men, you're a bed wench. No one cares about what you're doing. You're irrelevant. She's irrelevant. And I'm like, what? a bed wench? Urban Dictionary, wait. What is <laughs> Not Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I had never heard that one before. I thought I heard the gamut of all racist things. I'm from Lee County. It is the county where Robert E. Lee successfully uh, exterminated a whole entire indigenous population. Wow. And settled. Whoa. 
This is the Confederacy Haven. Fort Myers, Florida is, I promise. Lee County. And I had never heard that before. Yeah, they, they love that one. A bed went. Yeah, and Tariq Nasheed, oh, that is his favorite. Him and Dr. Umar. Oh, they love that term. They love it. And it's just like, you're not offending me. You're not offending me. But even the all. concept of the or the semantics of that term doesn't suggest that a black woman would want that. Right. It's, it's odd they, It's just the ways In which they find To be insulting And it's like You really haven't Insulted me there But good luck to you Good luck to you And everything that you think That you're doing over there Don't care To be honest Don't care It's wild But no I'm glad you joined me Thank you Thank you for that Yes Yay, thank this you is What fun. a pleasure What a pleasure <laughs> Thank you Thank Sweet you so soon. much Bye 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 <laughs> Oh that was great Nice So that was For So You Mad um, have I covered all my So You Mads? Because I'm just going to zoom through. Yeah, that was everything for So You Mad. Start your motors. Well, start your motors. Vroom, vroom, biatch. Um, for start your motors, for those who don't know, that's my F1 segment. And it's like all my segments are my fave. But, you know, while we're in F1 season, of course, it's like my fave fave. My birthday is on the 5th of October. Those of you who have the means to do so that like to maybe reside on burners or otherwise. My birthday's on the 5th of October. I would like to be at the Austin, Texas Grand Prix in the Paddock Club. I don't do anything other than that. I'm sorry. Ow. Bougie. Um, so I need flights, accommodation. I need tickets to the Grand Prix. I want Friday. I want Saturday. No, I don't want Friday. I'm lying. I want Saturday. I want Sunday. I want to have a great time because I deserve. Just putting that out there. Don't actually, I'm not fussed if it happens. I didn't get my G-Wagon. <sighs> I'm not a manifesting generator, you know? I don't have a um, an active throat center, whatever it's called. Uh, I don't have it. So I'd say things and I don't get it. I said I was going to be in Black Panther 2. I said I was going to be in Insecure and here I am. Here I am, Lord. It is I, Lord. I have heard you calling in the night. I will go, Lord, if you lead me. My podcast will be called Say Your Mind. Another masterpiece just off the top of my head. Anyway, start your motors. Let's get into it. Very, very interesting times. Um, qualifying, I was a bit nervous. Um, the, this we this weekend we had the French Grand Prix. Um, like I said, bare nerves all over the place. <laughs> I've just looked up and read somebody said, "Who else is singing along?" Like you have to know that if you went to a like a British Catholic school, I I would think that you'd know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, primary school especially. Yeah. I went to Notre Dame for my secondary school, for high school. And we used to sing because our, um, I think our motto was um, bon le bon Dieu, um, how good the good God is. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so qualifying, qualifying um, Charles Leclerc. I feel so bad for Leclerc. Like, 
come on. In fact, if I was him, I wouldn't really be wanting pole position anymore because bad things happen when he gets pole. Like bad things happen for him when he gets pole. I don't want that for him anymore because, ooh, ooh. Anyway, Charles Leclerc, Charles Leclerc. I always call him Charles, like a proper, like a proper Brit. Charles Leclerc, Charles Leclerc, Leclerc drives for Ferrari. And he got pole position for um, the French Grand Prix. Um, Energy Drink Boy, aka Max Verstappen, got um, a P2. Sergio Perez got P3. Lewis Hamilton got P4. Um, Lando Norris got P5. Ooh, ooh, that was a tough race then. Um, George Russell got P6. Fernando Alonso got P7. I find P- I find Fernando Alonso so underhanded these days. I really, I really feel like he's very bad vibes. There's something about him that I just really, my spirit now take to him. Like, I can't, um, I can't deal with it. Somebody says here that Leclerc's scream was a soul cry. I need that scream isolated because that sums up my frustration with anything. I want to be able to say like any little inconvenience, this is me like screaming like him because I felt for him. I felt for him. I really, really did. But next time you'll show support for Black Lives Matter. No, sorry. Anyway, um, so yeah, George Russell got P6. Fernando Alonso got P7. Um, Yuki Tsunoda, my babe, got P8. Uh, Carlos Sainz got P9 Oh, was that because Did he Oh, he didn't finish Oh, God Um, But he was going to start From the back of the grid anyway Because he had They had to do all of those things To his car And I just wonder about Racing guidelines Because the car Bursting into flames Wasn't wasn't his fault You know But at the end of the day It's because the team Didn't do what they needed To do with the car So if they've got to fix the car Then they're going to have to Take the grid penalty I guess Fair enough um, Kevin Magnuson, Mag, 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 yeah, Magnuson, uh, was P10, and Daniel Ricciardo was P11, Esteban Ocon P12, Valtteri Bottas P13, Sebastian Vettel P14, Alexand- um, Alex Albon P15, Pierre Gasly P16, Lance Stroll P17. Lance Stroll, on the subject of Lance Stroll, some of the ways that some of these drivers speak to the engineers, let me tell you something. I could not be an F1 engineer because you will speak to me like that one time, one time and one time only. And let me tell you, when you get out of that car, when you get out of that car, you won't be able to enter the car again. Let me tell you, you won't speak to me like that. Because the way that they'll be speaking to the engineers, like get up. Of course, I guess I I get that they don't understand what you're going through in the car and how you're doing things. But we're going to get to the race in a second. But Lance Stroll saying, I'll get my dad to fire you. Listen, Canadian, Canadian, take it easy. Um, the P19, Mick Schumacher. <coughs> P20, Nicholas Latifi. Hmm, that one. So that was the uh, grid uh, based off qualifying. Well, did it change the starting grid? I don't think the starting grid changed much. But no, it did, didn't it? Because then... Um, Carlos Sainz started in P19 Kevin Magnussen started in P20 Nicholas Latifi started P18 um, And oh and then Joe Guan Yu I don't know why I didn't mention him earlier But he's back in there anyway um, But the main thing to focus on Is that the grid started with uh, Charles Leclerc um, In pole position So that means he started at the very front Which would give him the optimum pos- um, Placing to be able to win the race 
Max Verstappen started pretty much next to him, um, or just a little bit behind him. Um, in P2, Sergio Perez, P11, Lewis Hamilton, P4, sorry, P3, Lewis Hamilton, P4. I said P11 because Sergio Perez's number is 11. Um, Lando Norris, P5, George Russell, P6. The race, to me personally, the race wasn't very, very exciting, but then lap one meant that you know, lots of things shifted and Hamilton made the most. He made great use of, you know, setting off because I have I remember other races where he's kind of like dropped off in the past. So I'm glad that, you know, he kind of did well and placed himself well. Unfortunately for um, Charles, his throttle stopped working. He went into the wall. Everything was just a mess for him. And from pole position, he had no position. And that is extremely sad. Um, before safety car came out, or no, just as safety car was coming out, was it? Hamilton managed to pit and change his tyres, which was good because then they saw him through the rest of the race. And I think was it, the strategy was that there shouldn't be many stops anyway. So I guess it worked how it was meant to. But overall, I, I don't know. I just haven't been super excited about the races this re- um, this uh, season. I mean, I'm glad I was at Silverstone. That was exciting because I was there, you know. Um, you know, that's the tea, really. Um, but yeah, the race this season just isn't given. I think that there are too many changes that came all at once. George Russell, he's kind of like, the way he was talking... Um, on the radio at certain points, mm, the way that Signs was talking on the radio at certain points, although the racing engineers at um, the racing strategy uh, strategists at Ferrari, I don't know what they've got going on. That was a mess. You can see that he's doing bus boss with Sergio Perez. Why the fuck at that point would you tell him box box? I'll box you in your heads. Like, why are you telling me to box at this specific moment? Can you not see what's happening? And I basically believe that the strategists cost him the race because. Even though everybody else, um, b- based on the you know the weather that they had um, at the uh, Paul Ricard, is it the Paul Ricard circuit? Um, based on the weather that they had there, it was quite turbulent as well as hot. So tire degradation was a madness, you know, like tire de- degradation was just a fucking madness. So we get that, but everybody else held out, and maybe they thought that other people were going to pit as well, so they fought to pit. They thought to pick Carlos Sainz as the only Ferrari driver left out on the track in the hopes that other people would pit. And then, you know, he'd be at the front again. I mean, he did well for himself. You know, he finished, what did he finish? P4. No, sorry. Um, He finished P5. So he did well from where he ended up after pitting. But nah, I just felt for him. Like, I just, I really do feel like the strategists at Ferrari fucked up his race. Like there's a lot wrong Even though the Ferrari car this season is fast It's so unreliable And I feel the same way about Red Bull's car as well But at least it's a little more reliable than Ferrari's car I hope that, you know, now that Basically the race finished with Max Verstappen winning Energy drink boy, he won Um, He won for Red Bull races, sorry, racing Um, P2 was Lewis, which is great That's his first P2 all season it's been a hard season so far and we're like halfway through. But I, I feel like now that all of that Jaguagantis isn't attached to his car to get um data, to collect data, I think that ever since that stopped, he's been making podium, making podium. So I feel like it'll be fine overall. George Russell did brilliantly, um, especially because a virtual safety car came out, I think just a few laps to the end. 
was that Latifi's car? No, was it Latifi's car that that caused? No, was it somebody somebody's car needed to come off? It's gone out, gone out of my head. <clears throat> so, um, virtual safety car, which meant that all the drivers had to drop their speed by forty percent. <clears throat> um, so it was tight. He was already doing basketball. George Russell was George Russell was already doing basketball with Sergio Perez, and then that happened, and he fell back a little bit, but not too much that he could get a penalty for, and so then he could charge forward and basically use DRS to his advantage. That's the drag reduction system to overtake um, Perez and hold on to that um, lead. And it worked for him. And both of them were, you know, coming at each other. Both of them complaining over the radio. That's the only thing that I noticed this race. Like, Russell was really doing a lot on that radio, but then Perez was snitching as well. They were really doing a lot, a lot of complaining to the point where, like, Toto Wolf and his tight shirt had to come on the radio to kind of be like, fam, focus, focus, focus on the race. You're doing too much right now. And I just don't want him to turn brattish, you know, because I see that in him because like, I can't forget that slap, the way he slapped Bottas's helmet. I really can't forget it. So that's still on my mind. Um, do they, do they then change the strategist for the next race or do they have to keep the same ones throughout the races? Yeah, they keep the same strategists. Um, and I, I think that Ferrari wise, it would be too late to change things because everybody's got spending caps anyway. So it's not like they're going to go and hire somebody else from what I know, like they're stuck with what they've got in it. They've just got to work with it. Um, so yeah, really, really happy for Mercedes for getting um, a double podium in Hamilton and Russell. It's a good look. And I feel like, I want to say slow and steady wins the race, but we need to pick up pace in it. And a couple more, well, a few more do, uh, did not finish for uh, these drivers. I don't want anything bad to happen to them. Obviously, I just want like their engines to just fall asleep. Um, for the other drivers, whether it's a bull or whether it's a horse, could mean that like, you know, the, Mercedes the drivers finish somewhere nice in the championship table because I mm, I I get that Sainz and um, Perez don't want to be seen as number two drivers and they're really trying to come hard this season but the consistency isn't really there and for Leclerc like his car his luck is just fucked so we'll see I mean if this means that Verstappen gets his first championship good on him because he definitely doesn't have a championship before this one as far as I'm concerned um so that was that for the race. So next week, uh, the race will be in Hungary. It'll be in, no, yeah, it'll be, it'll be in um, Budapest. So looking forward to that. And after that, there's going to be a summer break. So the drivers get to go away, enjoy their summer holidays, um, you know, skin out, all of them things there. Um, and I love it for them. Love it for them. I hope that nobody gets ill. Anyway, the last thing for uh, uh, Start Your Motors, the F1 worker who faced racism, his name's Aiden Lowe. Is it Aiden Lowe? Aiden Lowe. He used to work at Aston Martin. Um, he says he's a mixed race um, that grew, that was born in South Africa. He was working at the Aston Martin factory, the Aston Martin F1 team factory. Um, it was a Sky News, was it Sky News? I think it was a Sky News interview uh, where they were speaking to him about what he experienced there. Basically, he was fired from the by Aston Martin for poor timekeeping and poor performance at work. And his whole thing is, yeah, but I was being subjected to racism. Um, he said that they were calling him all types of nignog, all types of brown, brown skin boy. I want to, I want to fuck your joy. Anyway, sorry, Beyonce. Um, 
fuck up your joy. Should have been what I said. Anyway, um, yeah, they were calling him all types of nignog. All types. They, they were just calling him all types of names under the sun. And they saw nothing wrong with this. Um, he said that he used to date a man and that they added this to their repertoire of um, repulsive insults. You know, they just made life very, very terrible for him. And he said that he complained, like he told HR, like he did everything that he was meant to do. But then anyway, he was still fired um, for poor timekeeping and poor performance. And I just think that's really interesting because when Aston Martin were approached for a statement, they said that, yeah, we we investigated, drop this down, we investigated his claims that, um, you know, you know, we, uh, we we looked into his claims of racial abuse and um, whatever else. And I think that they said that they were taking it seriously. They say that firing him was unrelated to, you know, all the, you know, all of that stuff that was going on. And I just think that that's interesting, isn't it? I just think that that tells you everything you need to know about diversity and inclusion strategies, uh, strategies within corporations, how they can think that you, you being subjected to racist comments and racist behavior constantly at work, being in um, a racist environment, a toxic environment at work is unrelated to you showing up to work on time or performing while you're at work, it goes to show that they do not understand the true severity of racial trauma. I will just, I have to say at this time, because it's heavy on my spirit, it's heavy on my heart. (sighs) Them braids, baby, take them out. Take take, Take them braids out. It's not giving what you, it's not giving what you think it's giving. Like, do, do other things, do other things, or get them done differently is what I would advise. Yeah. Anyway, that's by the by. Um, and I'm going to hell. That's fine. Um, but as I was saying, how do you not realize that if I know that I'm meant to be at work at 9am, I'm unlikely to get there at 9am because I know that once I come in, all I'm going to hear is all matter, all manners of nigger. Nigger. I don't want to come in at 9am because every day is nigger o'clock. Every day, every hour in this workplace is nigger o'clock. Every day they're calling me a nigger. Why do I want to come into that? How am I going to perform optimally when Gary is over here, Steve is over here, and they're calling me all manners of nigger? How? If I don't feel safe in my work environment, why would I want to come into there on time? And also, why, why, how could I possibly perform optimally while I'm still trying to survive? I have no capacity to do to perform if my energy is being used on surviving this toxic environment. But you'll claim that you've done diversity and inclusion. You'll claim that you've done this, that you've done that, that, oh my God, we race as one, end racism. But can you see how you're foolish? Can you see how you're wayward. I cannot promise to come into this place on time when every day is nigger o'clock. I cannot. Every hour on the hour. People say, oh, it's time for tea and cakes. And for me, it's just time for tea and nigger. I don't know if I want to do that. I can't. can't. So I think Aston Martin, I think their response was really shit. 
Um, but then you've got Lance and his dad being well, Lance saying that my dad will fire you and all sorts over the radio and stuff. Um, so I've the, the culture goes beyond Aston Martin. It's the culture within F one as a sport. Is but F one as a sport is a microcosm of our society and the fact that everywhere people underestimate the true impact of um, racism by thinking that it's just something that oh somebody said that but you should still be able to do what you're doing because look at this person over there they're still they're still performing optimally I don't think people understand how much of a miracle it is that even with the like deluge of like um, racism that Hamilton's been subjected to throughout the years what is it 16 years going on 16 years that he's been in the sport even before that when he was carting and all of them things there all of the time being subjected to racism how it's a miracle that he has been able to be so good at what he does I feel like every other time I'm bigging up this random stranger who is him but I just feel like it needs to be said because I just think it's a great case study you don't really want to think about people and reduce them to case studies but it is like but there is something that you do have to give up for that to be the case. You have to repress an awful lot of shit in order to be able to do the things that you do. And all of this stuff that I think that parents, especially black parents, tell their children about, oh, do your talking on the track, do your talking by winning. Fam, what if I don't win? What if I don't win? What now? So I'm a nigger plus a failure. Like, no, like that is not enough. Like it can't just be, oh, show them with your high performance because that in and of itself is a white supremacist ideology. Like I have to, I have to show my worth. I have to earn my worth by overachieving, by outperforming. I am tired. Oti Remy, I'm tired. Leave me, leave me. I don't want to. I should be respected regardless of whether I win or not. And that is not what we're getting, you know? So I think about all of the people who not just in sports, but people who are doing uh, going above and beyond in their different fields, um, you know, in their careers and everything else, even while navigating racism. And I think that people think it's a joke thing where it's like, oh, but we're all on equal footing. We're on a level playing field in this company. No, we're not because we came from different environments, from different experiences. And also the journey that I had to take to work today is not the journey that you had to take to work today. We are literally having completely different lives. Thus, what I'm able to produce and what you are able to produce differs. And if what I'm producing is better than what you've produced, my God, you should know that it would have, it would even be maybe 50 times better if I wasn't always trying to navigate um, racism as well. Right. Because as Toni Morrison said, racism is a distraction. And that's what I was going to say earlier about my picture with AJ Hamilton. Like, I look amazing. I love that for me. I'm so creative. I'm so artistic. I've just got so much within me to share with the world and not just with the world, but also to share with myself. Like there are so many facets of me that I'm yet to discover. However, day day to day, you get distracted by racist fuckery in society. And I can't not speak about certain things. I won't speak about everything, but there are some things that I, I see that I'm like, nah, I need to say something about this. And so I do. But my God, Imagine how much energy I would have. Imagine how much more great things that I would be able to create if I wasn't worrying about misogynoir. If I wasn't just worrying about white supremacy, you know, um, it's annoying is what I wanted to say. But 
yeah, they didn't get that right about, oh no, the reason that we fired him had nothing to do with, you know, um, that experience. And that's sad that it didn't, because if it did, you would actually be onto something. We fired him for poor, poor performance and poor timekeeping. I'm not coming in. I'm sorry. I'm not coming in to go, come and be called a nig- nigger. I'm not, I'm not. If I come in, I'll come in at the time. Well, why don't you just change jobs in this economy, in this economy? And you'll go to from job to job to job. The racism will meet you there. What now? Mad times. Mad times. Anyway, that's that for Start Your Motors. Um, that's all I wanted to say. My straw of the week, aka Suck Your Mum, is super, 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 super short. It's super short. Um, my straw of the week goes out to Kwasi Kwateng. I think that's his name. I believe so. Um very wayward individual, very wayward. Um, and that's why I thought, you know, let, let's let this straw go out to go out to him. So Kwasi Kwarteng, for those who don't know, I'm just bringing this up now. He's the MP for Spellthorn um, and he's the business and energy secretary for the Conservative Party. Um, your boy Kwasi tweeted the other day. And he said, today we changed the law to allow businesses impacted by strike action to hire skilled temporary workers to mitigate disruption. This was a criminal offence. Now it's an option for business. We will not let trade unions grind our economy to a halt. Well, you know what looks like it's been grinded to a halt? Your hairline. Your hairline resembles a map of Cornwall. Just doing this. How dare you? Essentially, what you're doing here is making, um, striking, making strikes less effective by being like, well, businesses can basically carry on because um, they could just hire temporary workers. Like, why are they temporary? Mm, how are you going to find them? That You're putting people's lives at risk because I'm thinking of like, okay, well, doctors go on strike, nurses go on strike, all of them people go on strike. You're going to go and randomly get temporary workers. Those temporary workers are also part of unions as well, but you're basically banking on lack. You're banking on the fact that this economy likes lack so if these people go on strike well there are people who didn't have jobs so they'll jump in and there'll always be people that's how you see it you don't want people to unionize because you don't want them to to be able to speak for what is for their own good you dusty bitches you dusty bitches you pieces of shit you were given pay rises while everybody else was trying to navigate the panoramic while everybody else was trying to make ends meet like some people didn't even have enough to feed their children through the school holidays when you know over the last couple of years but you as MPs you were getting pay rises and you felt okay about that and rightfully so people are now like oh rah you know what that can't run this is not okay this is not all right and so they're striking over it and it's like oh well if you're going to strike well you can be replaced I just think it's so underhanded and disgusting this was a criminal offense of course it was you can't of course it was it was a criminal offense for that reason because what you're doing is it's bullying essentially like oh well people will be less um you know 
likely to strike now because, um, you know, and they'll be less likely to unionize now because we'll just get somebody else to come and do their job instead. Quasi, quasi and that wayward hairline. And I said it last week and I'll say it again, by their, ha- by their hairlines, by their regrowth, you shall know them. There is not a single person. Show me immediately. Quickly, quickly show me immediately. Somebody with very, very wayward, wayward views, white supremacist views that has an intact, sharp, well done hairline. Because when you have committed your life to white supremacy, you don't have time to go to the barbers. Let me tell you that for nothing. On God, I stand on that. When you have committed your life to that, to white supremacy, to anti-blackness, you ain't got time for the barbers. Because white supremacy takes up all of your time. You don't have time for the barber. You don't. Same as going to go and get your braids done, Kemi. You don't have time. Because white supremacy needs you to be on job 24-12. Because in hell, there's 12 days in a week. There are. I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. I'm just telling you what I know. Feedback. Um... But no, on a serious note, I, 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 I don't know what is coming of Britain, man. Like, I mean, Babylon is crumbling, fair. But <laughs> we're still here. I have not found somewhere to go. We're still here. So it's crumbling and it's crumbling on my head. Mm-mm. 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 Because now they've stopped courses, like they've stopped drama. Universities are cutting out certain um, courses like drama, like theater, drama studies, um, basically humanities and arts. Like they're cutting that as subjects at universities. And can you not see where we're headed? They're calling it like Mickey Mouse courses. Your your mum is the Mickey Mouse, not even Minnie. Your mum, that that like fuck you. Because these are these are you know. Um, Degrees, qualifications and things That mean a lot to a lot of people I would not be here Well I would still be here because I'm a bad man But I would not be here without my drama And theatre studies with law degree I wouldn't And so you're telling me that they're just cutting these things Like you're stopping people expressing You know their creativity Like It just really gets to me It really really gets to me how everything looks Everything looks like it's a separate incident Like an isolated incident But when you look at everything together You can see where we're headed And where we're headed is very very scary And I'm more scared that more people aren't scared About where we're headed On GB News the other day One guy was talking about climate change And then the GB News reporter She was like no sorry I just want the weather's great It's hot weather I just want good news. Like, can't we just, everywhere I've looked, everywhere I've looked, everybody's been talking about just how terrible it is because it's so hot. How terrible it is because it's so hot. I like a bit of hot weather. You prick. You prick. Like, what's not clicking? What is not clicking? You like the hot weather now, but do you not understand? You like the hot weather. You don't see how it's affecting everybody else. You don't see the, um, you know, buildings and things going up in flames. You don't see what that's going to mean overall for the ecosystem that you rely on. 
You straggly head bitch You don't see that I'm just so over it I'm so over Earth I'm so over Britain I don't know If this is what the rest of the galaxy is giving Count me the fuck out Okay But Quasi You and your wayward hairline What you are doing Will come back to come and meet you It really really will I don't know who we're going to get out of Liz and Rishi I just think like they're the same They're different sides of the same demonic coin Um, I don't have much hope um, hope for the general elections Because I feel like Keir Starmer is also a pussy clerk Um, Like I don't know what to tell you This country C-U-N-T-R-Y is a mess enough I just I don't know what to say but I guess that's that that's that that is the episode you've joined me to record um was there no there was no one that requested to actually be live with me for that straw of the week part so that's actually okay I don't think no there wasn't anyone I don't think I missed anything let me just see the questions um uh, quickly I'm still thinking on this and if um I been reactive my compassionate mind. I'm Neo saying he was a child victim of I mm, okay. Um but what I want to know what to do about my fear of leaving my job. Okay. Cool. Sorry, I, it was just random questions I hadn't seen. Um well that's that. I managed to record the live show of the podcast quicker than I guess I would usually record by myself. So maybe it helps me having you all here with me. I didn't get to see all of the comments because they were flying, flying, flying. But this episode will be out very soon, I guess. And it was smooth as fuck. Go me for getting all the bits in. Go me. Damn. Look at me being able to work different types of technology to get this episode done in the way that I've done it. Wow. Women in STEM. Women in STEM. Look at me going. There you go. Inspiration, inspiration. Anyway, that's that. I've been Kaleshi Okafor, and this has been SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right, suck your mum. Yeah. Well, you can follow me on at Kaleshi Okafor or at Say Your Mind Pod. Um, remember to get your tickets to the live show. There'll be more fun to be had. Remember that the live show, I've said that I want a 90s theme, so keep that in mind. I don't know if my outfits will be particularly, particularly 90s, but I'm going for a 90s, noughties theme. So just bear that in mind with what you're choosing. I don't need you to go and buy anything new, but just like be creative. You know, I love seeing your outfits and stuff when you come to the live shows. Um, Yeah, I guess that's that. So I'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. It's the Ben's Punani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Keep it sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sip it, yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind